five, six, seven, eight. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year! Champagne! Yay! Fireworks! Woo. Glitter! Confetti! Glitter. Disco balls! Ryan Seacrest! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan Seacrest. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Can I tell you something that I've been meaning to tell you for weeks, but I'm so glad that today's the day I'm going to tell you? Oh, my gosh. What is it? New information in the new year. Remember that we had a conversation recently about like things that gave us the ick? I don't remember if we talked about it on Patreon or if we talked about it here or maybe we talked about it off pod. Anything is possible. (laughs) Where we talked about dating people that like we knew we didn't want to date. Oh, we were talking about it on on Patreon. Patreon. Yes. We were talking about this on Patreon that like. It was the water bottle. The guy who carries the water bottle. Yeah, the guy who carries the water bottle. And we were talking about how there are certain things that like. You just can't see past. Like when it gives you an ick, it gives you an ick. And for whatever, you know, whatever the reason, it's kind just one of those things. everything else. Ever since you told me about the guy who used to send the disco emoji. <gasps> oh, I, my God. I have been using the disco emoji no. so much. Why would you do that? I don't this was know. A, if you're not on our Patreon, this is a story about like a guy that was like talking to and like I got the ick from him because he casually used the disco man emoji. But and like, I can just you was, give us an example? Hey, disco man emoji. Oh. <laughs> like immediately I was like Got it, got it, got it. Lose my number. Or he'd be like, How are you doing? Disco man emoji. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was all the time. And it's just like, I would never use it that casually. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got the egg. I just, it was such a major egg. I understand. Um, I don't understand. you dare send me that. <laughs> I have not sent it to you, only to Brad. To which he's like, sure. Yeah. That guy. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like he'd be appropriate now this time of year. Like, Happy New Year. Disco emoji. Yeah, he might be. Would but you accept I can't. that? couldn't see will I you accept this disco it. emoji <laughs> i like can't the disco ball it. love the disco ball disco ball Absolutely. is one it has become like recently one of my most used emojis yeah what a fun one good that's one. gonna be love a big it. 2024 vibe is the disco ball i love that for you 2024 vibe could be the disco ball but not the disco man Okay. Very different vibes. I appreciate that I now know the rules. <laughs> Thank you for telling Please me. Please don't send me that. Okay. Or do. <laughs> but just everyone, know, just know, you will give Haley the ick. Yeah. Everyone go to our Instagram and we'll know you have listened to this if you comment the disco man emoji. Oh my God. Please <laughs> do. I can't wait to just see a, a deluge of disco men. Yeah. <laughs> An outpouring true. of disco men. Yeah. But speaking of the 2024 vibe, Haley and I have discussed kind of briefly, but we're going to get into it a little bit more now, what our, uh, what our 2024 vibe is going to be. More cynical and self-absorbed. <laughs> that is exactly the goal. <laughs> that is the resolution. But I I loved what you shared with me a couple of weeks ago that and I think this was also on Patreon that yeah. um you've named 2024 your lavender year. Have you thought any more yeah. about what that means for you? I actually have okay. because I picked it so arbitrary arbitrarily like it just came out of nowhere. I just I don't know what it was. I just saw lavender and I was like 2024 will be my lavender year. Mm. No idea why. It was just like, I was like, I'm going to let it guide me there. And then we were talking on Patreon, kind of like our goals and vibes for the year. Um, And you were telling me what your color sort of represents. And I was like, what is lavender? And it's one of the things is it's healing. Mm. And I was like, that is what I need. It's like calm, peace. And I was like, that's exactly what I need this year. One thousand percent. Lavender is very representative of all of those things. I love lavender. Lavender is incorporated into like pretty much my everyday. I have like lavender bath salts and I have like, you know, lavender essential oils. Yeah. No, I I really just was thinking in terms of like (laughs) the color. (laughs) My Stanley cup is lavender. And I just was like, I don't know, like I'm going to embrace the color of lavender. Mm. And then I started extending it to like what is 
lavender represent, lavender the flower, lavender the scent, you know, mm-hmm, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like expanded out from there. But it really just started with um, my Stanley Cup. And then I saw an apron that I really wanted that was lavender. <laughs> and I was like, this is a lavender year. It meant nothing until now, in yeah. which case it was like taken over my whole life. Yeah. Um, but it's like feels very Pantone of me, you know, just take a color. What does it represent? Uh-huh. And um, it feels like very healing, very peaceful, very calming. Yeah. And, um, I feel like that's exactly what I need from 2024. I think that's so real. And I think it falls in line with consistency, which was something else you've talked about really wanting to apply um, to your life in 2024. Consistency, Haley's version, what it means to me and not what I want it to mean for my brain. Yeah. I love that for you. That's great. That's so great. And then you picked a color because I I picked picked a a color. color. You picked a color. (laughs) And it was so funny because I picked the color just thinking like that's really my favorite color. Outside of pink being like my universal personality. (laughs) That's how it started. Yeah. It just started with me being like, oh, I love sage green. Ooh, sage. The year of sage. Oh, okay. Like sage is representative of like, you know, it's very cleansing. It's kind of like rejuvenating the energy that's around you and um you know, out with the old and with the new. And also kind of green, green being the sign of like abundance and prosperity, which is what I've been. And growth. Yeah. Um, So I was just really excited about kind of applying that to my year in what in what I've already been talking about manifesting this year but that it came from you talking about it being your lavender year just because of your Stanley Cup and your apron and me being like oh my favorite color right now is like sage green Ooh, the year of sage yeah I like that we were both like just fun color superficial but then like we were like let's give it some actually like falls yeah, in line with what we were hoping for anyway so yeah. I love that for us and it's funny I've I feel like I've already um kind of started laying that foundation for myself in the things that I've done towards the end of 2023 um mm-hmm. because uh I did something the other day and Brett was like very sage of you and I was like oh yeah. so sage <laughs> sage energy <laughs> exactly sage. yeah do you think the Gilmore girlies would pick colors or do you think they'd hate that they'd hate that <laughs> they'd make fun of us <laughs> they're currently listening to this making fun of us I think that Lorelai would like present that to Rory like in a cold open or something like this is my red year and Lorelai- and Rory's like what does that mean mm. and then it's like we never see it again yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's actually very true. I could totally see her doing that. Yeah. I don't think Rory would be on board, but I could see Lorelai yeah. attempting that. Yeah, and Rory would be like, okay, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, and then we never hear of it ever again. Well, we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, we definitely will. I would love to know if you guys have colors. Or just what you decide to like name your year. I think for the last couple of weeks, last couple of episodes here and on Patreon, we've been kind of asking for what our listeners are doing. And I can't wait to hear all about it at this yeah. point because none of these episodes have aired. You know, obviously we haven't gotten anything, any any responses yet. Yeah. But I'm excited to hear <laughs> no about said them. anything. No. But um, if you don't have one, as we said before, your New Year's resolution could be to be more cynical and self-absorbed. There you go. Um if you're lacking Mm -hmm. so that or pick a color (laughs) whichever one up to you (laughs) (laughs) it's like the cootie catcher in uh gosh what is that it's the one where suki goes i'm a whore i'm a whore yeah (laughs) good i'm married that's that that's good yeah oh gosh i can't remember it's right before lorelei out of water oh well it's gone but anyway that episode (laughs) that episode wow when she's uh, it's like the cootie catcher when she goes p-i-n-k because you're a girl. Because <laughs> you're a girl. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it feels. And I'm, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited for both of us. I'm excited to see what Sage and Lavender do for us this year. Yeah. And uh, we'll report Those back. feel good together, too. Great colors together. Little plants. Pink goes good with green. You know what's funny? The Reading a Sexy Book Club pick. The cover is lavender. No way. Is it I really? Just put that, I just put that together. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Because I forgot in our last episode to mention what the book club picks are. So I was going to do that today on the second. Um, but I just looked down and the title of the book is Woke Up Like This by Amy Leah. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's lavender. I didn't <gasps> even do that on purpose. It just I everything's connected. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one in terms of like tropes, I feel like can go in a lot of different directions. It can represent a lot of different characters. But what I really love about it is that it's kind of like a 13 going on 30, Ooh, but it's love. with um, 
a girl and her love interest, and they both go into the future. And the full description is... For two high school seniors, it's 17 going on 30 overnight and a magical romantic comedy about growing up too fast and living in the moment. Planning the perfect prom is one last to-do on ultra-organized Charlotte Wu's high school bucket list. So far, so good, if not for a decorating accident that sends Charlotte crash-landing off a ladder face-first into her obnoxiously ripped arch-nemesis. We love when our arch-nemesis is ripped. Yes. (laughs) J.T. Jenner. Worse, when Charlotte wakes up, she finds herself in an unfamiliar bed at 30 years old with a bearded fiancé Renner by her side. Either they've lost their minds or they've been dropkicked into adulthood, forever trapped in the 30-year-old bodies of their future selves. With each other as their only constant, Charlotte and Renner discover all that's changed in time they've missed. Mm. Charlotte also learns that there's more to Renner than irritating Jack Charm and that reaching the next milestone isn't as important as what happens in between. Navigating a series of adventures and a confounding new normal, Charlotte and Renner would do whatever it takes to find a way back to 17 but when and if they do what then Ooh, I thought that was really interesting in terms of like a bunch of different characters because we have like Lane who wants like the perfect prom Mm. but we kind of have like this like what if uh Chris and Lorelai were 17 and then they flash forwarded fast fast forwarded to 30 and they had a daughter Mm. like all those sorts of like things that could happen for all of these characters and just like traveling through adulthood and growing up i thought that was a really interesting concept yeah wow oh that's such a cool pick i love that it's kind of 13 going on 30 i love that movie just thought it was nice vibes and it's um from mindy kaling's book publishing company oh love Um, love her so i thought that was a really fun pick um this next one is not uh lavender oh my gosh the, the cover is white and green Oh. That's kind of sage okay. if you mix white and green together. Very true. <laughs> and so as I mentioned for 2024 for where you read our follow, because these books are sometimes more dense or a little bit longer, we're going to do them over the course of two months. So this pick for where you read our follow will be for January and February. And we are going to read Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. <gasps> and I picked Love. this one because everyone in our book club wanted to read a Rory pick, yeah. one that she had read on the show. Yeah. And most specifically because this one was in Lost and Found mm-hmm. when Jess goes to return the bracelet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was checking to see if she had Franny and, and Zoe. Zoe. She does. Yep. So I picked that one for that um, because it just felt it just felt appropriate. It's yeah. actually a pretty short book. It's only 208 pages. Um, but it just felt like the most like, I don't know, something about it aligned because – the summary of this book on Fable on our book club app is this witty and poignant novel follows the emotional struggles of the Glass family as Franny and Zoe navigate the complexities of adulthood. I feel like Charlotte and Renner in the last book, they are also navigating different complexities of adulthood. Yeah. So like they kind of align. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but we'll read this over the course of January and February. Um, and those are the picks. I love those. That's club. great. To start out with green and a little lavender, I think is I very know. apropos. Didn't even do it on purpose, but look, here we are. I love it. I'm so excited. And speaking of books, we'll be talking about talking as fast as I can in next week's episode, which is very exciting. I love this I'm, book. I'm very excited because we read that in December for mm-hmm. Where You Read I'll Follow. And because the author could not join us, Miss mm-hmm. Lauren Graham, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Um, I that i would die um tara Same. and i inst- <laughs> as a replacement for lauren graham we have tara <laughs> yeah well that also feels it's apropos <laughs> it's pretty good it's a pretty good replacement so we're gonna talk about it um we're gonna include some of your opinions and thoughts and questions oh i can't um, wait and answer them we can't really answer the questions but maybe you have questions for us or you we could just ask rhetorical questions for lauren graham in yeah. the episode we'll we could dream happens. up maybe it's fan fiction responses <laughs> <laughs> come dress as Lauren Graham oh perfect I'll dye my hair brown and everything it'll be cool. yeah oh you're gonna dye it wow we're going full out for this episode so I know a lot of you have read talking as fast as I can um but if you haven't um maybe we'll spoil it for you but no 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 you should totally read with us I think if you haven't and you're not really a reader maybe this is your moment to kind of listen along not really an audiobook but a podcast about a book, um, an epi- a podcast episode about a book, but it's really cliff notes for an audio yeah, book, isn't kind it? Of. Oh, that's <laughs> with fun. our own commentary with a person who's not really a reader and a person who totally is. I am very excited because I have not read this book since 2016. 
Yeah, it's been a while since I read it. I think I read it last in 2021. Hmm. Um, so it's been a second, but I've really enjoyed going back through it. I love reading people's comments on Fable and like the things that they connect to. And mm-hmm. um, it's also really, really good on audio because, of course, Lauren Graham reads it. Yeah. Um, so check it out there, too. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I'm actually going to read it on the flight to uh, Nancy's place for Christmas. Oh, yes. And I'm very excited. That's going to be my my activity on the plane yeah. which would be really cool because it is it's not quite new year's we haven't celebrated christmas in our timeline <laughs> that's true here here in this timeline yeah um, we're coming to you live from the past <laughs> yeah live from the past yeah but uh, but we have some fun voicemails to play today I, I kind of picked them because they are in line with the theme of some of the episodes we have coming up in february next month which of course is our galentine's day month so you know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> um and so i picked some voicemails for today's episode uh that i felt were just really interesting hot takes and or questions about some of the things that we've talked about a lot but we haven't specifically talked about these things and i'm really curious to hear your thoughts okay so this voicemail had me very intrigued. Um, I actually like genuinely stopped what I was doing and was like, huh, when I listened to this. So I'm really excited to play it for Ooh. you. Okay. Um, hi, Haley. Hi, Sarah. It's Kiri, and I'm an active listener to, obviously, the pod. Um, but I had this really random question, and it kind of has to do with the um, pod crushed episode that y'all did. Um, but I was thinking through... You know, all our Team Jess fans, I'm, I love Team Jess. Like, I, I am Team Jess. Um, I'm also a little bit of a Logan girly. I'm just all over the place. I just love the show as a whole, even though Season 7 is definitely um, a wreck. So something that everybody loves about Jess is that his character arc, um, like y'all said in the episode, is that he, like, goes and writes this book, and he just becomes this adult, and he's matured. But my question for you is, how would your opinion of Bean change if he had a better ending? So instead of him and Rory sleeping together, which I know would change um, a lot towards the end of the show, but, like, if he was, he came back to her and he was like, yeah, I'm marrying Lindsay and we're going to build, I'm going to go take over this company or do this or do that. How would it change y'all's opinion of him? Because I've just been thinking about it, and I was like, he definitely sucked as a boyfriend. And when I think about it, you know, Jeff kind of did too. Of course, he was attractive, as we all know. And that kind of is what drew drew me into his character. But, like, and Dean wasn't necessarily not attractive. His actions weren't attractive, obviously. So both of them, I feel like, were bad boyfriends in their own ways, but are important for character development. But if Dean were to have a better character arc later in the seasons and come back and him and Rory be friends, how would it have changed your opinion of him? Well, that might have been sounding a little bit confusing, but thanks, girlies. Bye. So interesting. I literally stopped what I was doing because I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. You know, for me, it's kind of like, as you all know, I have strong feelings about Dean. I have had strong feelings about Dean. Like, I think I've softened about... Dean sucks merch. Yeah, please see our Dean sucks merch. Um, My Dean sucks sweatshirt is so dirty because I wear it all the time. (laughs) So, like, I needed to order a second one. one. I know for someone. I did. I ordered a second one. Oh, did you? (laughs) I did. Because the other one was just so filthy. Um, Yeah, a dirty one. But as you all know... You know, two years ago when we started this podcast, I was vehemently like, Dean is the worst. He was the worst boyfriend. And I still have very similar feelings to that. I've softened about it over the years. But I do wonder, we had this conversation last week about your dad watching the show for the first time and Mm -hmm. how he doesn't quite understand yet because he hasn't reached the end of season four, why we feel so harshly. And I wonder, and, and there's no way for me to really go back and figure this out, but I wonder if the reason I don't like Dean is because of what happens in season four or if it really is isolated to the relationship that he and Marie had between seasons one and three. Yeah, I think that it would have to be some sort of like Dean taking ownership for that action in like having like a different opinion of him because like that moment alone is kind of like 
Yikes. you cheated on your wife like you knowing the full like circumstances i think that rory knew like half of it mm-hmm. but like you fully knew that your wife was waiting for you at home mm-hmm. um like for you to have done that i think that you were the worst in that situation so like that's kind of affects it but if we could take that out of it i think that one of the reasons i would feel differently about dean having like a similar sort of redemption uh, arc as Jess did is that it would have to be very different than what Jess did because what we didn't it's not that Dean's character had the same issues that Jess's character did because we saw how smart Jess was we saw how funny he was how like just like the quick wit and just just like genuinely how smart he was Mm -hmm. that like he was really well read and he just was not applying himself he was not putting the work in Mm -hmm. and so then when we see him with a book we're like oh you definitely put the work in at some point to have this book published and so he he changed that at least and that was what we were rooting for for him was his potential and he seems to by whatever means it actually happened be on his path to like being who he could be if he applied that Dean doesn't have that same problem. Dean is a really hard worker. Dean goes to school. Maybe it's not his favorite thing, but, like, he was going to try and go to community college. Mm -hmm. Like, he applied to school because of Rory did. He wanted to apply himself. He's working at Dosey's. He thinks that uh, Taylor's a really good guy because of what he does for him. He's working for Tom. And it's, like, he's really trying to provide. But, like, his own emotions really keep tripping him up so i don't know what the same redemption arc looks like for dean because mm. dean was always applying himself and in at least in that regard yeah i i think that if dean had a redemption arc it would have to be different um yeah like i'm in therapy twice a week <laughs> and couples counseling with my wife Lindsay. well do you think that like let's scrap the <laughs> let's scrap the cheating scandal okay. right let's scrap it's that. really hard but we can do it's it it's hard but let's say that like we we see Dean at the end of season three and he's going to marry Lindsay and he does marry Lindsay and everything is great the way that it seems like it's going in season four. Let's also scrap the fact that he's in love with Rory. Um, <laughs> we're scrapping a lot of things about lot Dean of, in order to make really him redeemable. Big there. <laughs> redeemable, if you will. Um, LOL. But stop. I think that. Can't start the new year with that. <laughs> <laughs> what a note to start it on. <sighs> um, but I think. That had it gone in that direction, and let's say that he and Lindsay went on to have, like, a blissful, beautiful marriage. Gummy bear brownie marriage. I mean, I I think I would just feel lukewarm about him. I don't think I'd feel the same way that I feel about Jess. Because, like you said, he starts from, like, started from the bottom now, like, what's, what are the lyrics? Now we're here. Now we're here. (laughs) Started from Chicago. Now we're here. Yeah. Like with Dean, like you said, he he kind of applied himself the whole time. He was a really hard worker. And he ended up, you know, obviously getting burned by Rory Gilmore, who hasn't. Um, But he. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't? But he. That's what we should do. An episode of people who haven't been burned by Rory Gilmore. That list would be short. Very short. It would be Babette and Maury and that's it. Bootsy. I don't think she's ever done anything to bootsy that's true that's that's tom the contractor i'd have to think on it (laughs) (laughs) you'll think about it um but i feel like even though there felt like there was a lot to redeem there was nothing that i think dean could have done outside of being with rory again to like quote unquote redeem himself in the ways that I didn't love their relationship. Like yeah. I didn't love their relationship because I felt like Dean was very angry and jealous all of the time. And when we see them get back together in season Which five, <laughs> when we see them get back together in season five, I don't really feel like there's necessarily, and maybe when we get there, I'll have more opinions about this on Patreon, but like, it doesn't really feel like there's a lot of there there for us to judge whether or not he's evolved as a partner. Like, yeah, let's say that, like, we scrap just the fact that he and Rory have this affair, but they just get back together in season five. You know, he and Lindsay just don't end up working out. And then, you know, Rory and Dean get together. I still feel like if that was isolated to that and it still went the same way that it did in season five, I don't know that I would necessarily feel like he redeemed himself because even though they're back together, it's like, what are the ways in which you're showing up now that you weren't showing up before? Yeah. 
Well, part of the problem that he was showing up too much almost. Correct. Also that. <laughs> Calling too much. Um, yeah. And like, even if we leave the cheating in, there's still not enough time in season five to assess that he's any different, to assess that he's the right partner for Rory. Because I think that that's what's different about Jess and Dean is Dean never really had any sort of like potential outside of Rory Mm -hmm. it's just within his relationship in the same way that Logan is Mm -hmm. um wow what if he had a different ending how do we redeem Logan um drop the cheating Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's really all we can do Mm -hmm. um but with Jess we had this thing with Luke and we had kind of this like outside like outside of Rory yeah uh expectation for him that he would go on and do better things. It's like my dad feels about Jess right now. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about in the last episode, he's like just felt like he was like wasted his potential is really what he was talking mm-hmm. about. So what a father thing to say about Jess Mariano. I know, and, such a on. dad thing. Um, but yeah, I think that there was that expectation for him. Whereas like Dean, even if like they had broken up in season three and that was kind of where we saw him, any sort of like, return of dean i kind of just would have been like yeah that's dean well we kind of get that in the revival yeah because if you want to talk about him being redeemed like let's just say that like everything he shares in the revival when rory just happens to run into him at dozy's market which was (laughs) i just have we didn't need it um (laughs) it was cute it was cute the way they threw it in there jared and milo back have them fight in the town square please i want them to fight in the town square yeah it would be a you know what that would redeem the season seven christopher and luke tussle i know we could just like recreate it in winter true why we got why we have to do these cameos? I mean it was no, cute. Whenever I think about whenever I think about the revival and like the promo for it, I love that they flash all the boyfriends. Yeah. That was one of my favorites is that like you yeah. see Jared and then you see Milo, you see Logan and you're like I call him by his, his his character name. You see Matt and it's like oh, it's just like oh, we're home. Oh my pals. So in that regard, I loved the little nod to it, but I just whatever. Dean seems to have turned his life around. He has kids. He's happily married. It seems like he has, in a sense, had a redemption arc, but we're not, like, cheering that on. We're also not privy to it. Did he tell his wife that he had been married before and it ended because he cheated? True. but know that. True. But in the same way, I mean, I guess we get more Jess Mariano, like, post-return and let me hear about Lake is ringing out, but... As you've spoken to before, we've romanticized all of the growth that he's done. I know. So, but why why is that different than seeing Dean come back? Because I want to know what happened. Does he, does his, like, isn't his wife pregnant? I think she's pregnant. Like, they have another one on the way or something. Yeah. I don't know. Something about seeing, I don't know. I just think it's because we don't really care anymore or nor nor were we necessarily, and I don't think we were meant to. I don't think the writers intended for this to happen. I don't think we were meant to root for Dean to become a better man. Yeah. I don't know that they thought he was that bad until he cheated. Mm. Um, Based on our conversation with Sheila at the beginning of last year. That's fair. Um, I mean, I do think that they thought that by the end of four. But uh, no, I I feel the same way about Dean in the revival that I do about Jess when he comes back. I'm like, how'd you get there? (laughs) Of course. Like, you have questions. But I don't know. For for Jess, it feels like with Dean, it's almost like I've stopped caring. With Jess, we were still invested. Yeah. Because we lost him so abruptly. Whereas with Dean, there was a lot of closure. There was too much closure. Way too much closure. We were like, we were like closing the door, and he was like pushing back at it. Like, no, 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 bud. We said bye. This is over. Yeah, we Goodbye. said bye bye. And then he came back, and you're just kind of like, oh, oh you. That's right. You again. Forgot about Hello. you. Yeah. Whereas with Jess, it's like, no, I need the full backstory. Yeah. I need a spinoff that didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. So you just t- give me a quick summary. <laughs> yeah, I just want the Reader's Digest version. Yeah. But to answer to this caller's question, I don't know that my opinion of Dean necessarily would have changed or if there's something he could have done like if he came back and was like yeah I did x y and z because he does that in in the revival and to that I say like good for you buddy I'm sure you've grown I'm sure you're more mature I'm sure you're happier and hopefully you treat your wife better than you did the last one yeah you know that's all we can hope for is that if she's making you gummy bear brownies you're not sleeping with someone else 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all we can hope for. No, yeah. I would love to hear if anyone is like, this is the scenario in which Dean would feel redeemed. Redeemed? Redeemed. What did you say? Redeemed? Redeemable. Redeemable. I hate it. <laughs> but we'll leave it in. <laughs> yeah. I just, that is, that is something I'm very curious to hear from our listeners about how they feel yeah. about that. Because for me, I don't know if there's anything to that necessarily he could have come back and done because I don't know that even though I criticize him all of the time I don't know that he was written to be (laughs) like I mean by the cheating thing yes like kind of at rock bottom but he kind of did that to himself and in the same way Jess did do this to himself but you saw so much potential in him that you were like no it's again like I said last week like very Tyra Banks we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you and to see someone like that like a phoenix rise from the ashes is so exciting (laughs) Yeah, no, and we'll have more to say on that uh, next month. Oh, yes. We have a fun little um, month of love, if you will. Yes, out. we do. Um, so I'm sure we'll, we'll answer to some of your uh, thoughts on Dean then. Yeah. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always 
always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. But speaking of redeeming yourself and speaking of Jess, um, one of our listeners called in and posed a question that we kind of posed to each other about what would have happened if Rory had gone with Jess and if she had to Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I was really intrigued by their perspective on this. So let's hear from our bestie, Shannon. Hi. So I'm just listening to the podcast. Um, where you guys are talking about Logan and Jess and when Jess comes back and what it would have looked like if Jess and Rory had been able to rekindle something and, like, you know, kind of – but then it would mean we'd we'd be losing Logan. And I've always just kind of thought that – I've always seen it as, like, like I'm totally a Logan girly, and I've always seen it as, like, when Jess is here with Rory in the beginning, when she's in high school and everything, it's almost like the idea that he's not good enough for her. And in a lot of ways, he's not. Like, he does a lot of questionable things. He's really mean to Lorelai. You know, he's he's just as kind of like a troublemaker. And then when he comes back, it's almost like, you know, for lack of a better term, he's now too good for Rory. And I think it would have been kind of interesting to see them date and and her kind of come to the realization that like maybe she doesn't fit into his life because always about like if Jess fit into Rory's life he didn't really fit into the town he didn't really fit in with Lorelai he sort of didn't even really fit in with Luke like he didn't really fit into her world but like maybe it would be interesting to see Rory try to fit into his world that he kind of created in Philadelphia and his friends and what they thought of her and like maybe it could have been kind of interesting like it would fizzle out you know, the the realization that, like, maybe she doesn't fit in. And also, because she's not really talking to Lorelai, like, maybe that could help her realize, like, oh, I've, I've lost this big part of myself. Like, she really let herself be influenced by Logan and his friends and all of the, like, elite at her, at her school and her grandparents. So maybe it could be, like, kind of the push to make her realize that she was, like, losing herself a little bit. And then, you know, whenever she eventually did get back together with Logan, it could be kind of cool and empowering to see her be, like, I I need to reconnect with, with me and my roots, you know. And I don't know, I just think that it'd be interesting to see her in Philadelphia with, like, a different cast of eccentric people because I feel like they might be more brooding eccentrics rather than, like, the cheery, chipper eccentrics that we had in Stars Hollow. I don't know, just a thought. How did you know her name was Shannon? Oh, my God, I just left a whole long voicemail about um, Jess and Logan and Rory, and I didn't say my name. I'm Shannon from California. <laughs> And that is how I knew her name was Shannon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, how did you just know that? Do you know Shannon? Yeah, Shannon and I know each other personally. We go way back. <laughs> oh All gosh, the way to so November 8th when she left this voicemail. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Thanks Shannon. so much for calling in. No, that was a very well thought out response. I mean, speaking to oh, like yes. the way that Dean and Rory ended and kind of him feeling like he didn't fit into her world. And that's why he walked away. Speaking to, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the possibility of Rory, you know, that parallel storyline, like that alternate storyline of her running away with Jess to Philadelphia and breaking up with Logan then and there. And also kind of speaking to the spinoff that never was, this would be a spinoff I totally uh, maybe get down with is Jess's time in Philadelphia. I think we expanded more on that on a Patreon episode. Now I'm remembering. We talked more about... um, like what we would have wanted to see Jess doing and like who he would have been with like at that time Mm. Um, because we like expanded on it more in that week because I was like why does this sound familiar but it's not we did we did we talked about because we did go more to consider on Patreon totally forgot about that and we talked about Jess like it would be really interesting if Jess had a girlfriend like if he brought if he invited Rory to Philadelphia and he was really happy and he had a girlfriend because we never at any point when he's, like, reconnecting with her think that he's into her. We just assume, based on what happens in the later one and uh, the real Paulinka. Correct. I was about to say the real dog. <laughs> in the real Paulinka. Yeah, the real um, dog. The real dog. Um, and it would make total sense if he if she went there thinking that and because he invited her and he, she's like, whoa. Yeah, you only to be blindsided um, by him having yeah. a girlfriend. Correct. I think that was our last Gilmore to consider before we entered into um, 
season four rewatch mm-hmm. um, if you want to go back and listen to the full extent of that. Um, but I do love the idea of her going to Philadelphia and her going somewhere and not fitting in because I think that that's something we never really saw from her. It's like she super fit in. I mean, we saw her at Chilton, but she kind of just like self-isolated. Yeah. And like just only really ever had one enemy. But I kind of like this whole like sweeping, broad sweeping place where she doesn't quite – it's not that people don't like her, but she just can't figure out where she fits in, or maybe they don't like her. Maybe it's a similar s- situation to Jess. Mm. And, like, maybe that's what I would have liked to see in the revival of her, like, working in, like, media and her not fitting in well. I don't know. Well, we kind of we get a little bit of that. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but... Not, not terribly. Well, it brought up this really interesting... This perspective brought up a really interesting point for me that, like, oh, like at least Dean and Jess... Logan's a little bit different. They always had to fit into her world rather than her fitting into theirs. And I think with Logan, it's the first time that we see her really fitting into his world a little bit more than he fits into hers. Because as we've talked about many times, the only time we ever see him really come to Stars Hollow is in season seven. It's so weird. So weird. Um, But up until that point, like Rory's boyfriends, and this makes sense because she was in high school, but I also think this was just kind of the way that she operated they needed to fit into her world or yeah. didn't work. They they also arrived in her world. And like to be fair, was like that's really true. No, like she kind of helped them develop their world. That's fair. That's totally fair. Because they both came from the outside in. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea of her going into Jess's space and Jess needing to help her develop where her space is here. Um, especially probably because he's around a lot of people who aren't in college. Mm. Um and so I wonder if it would feel like when Rory doesn't feel like she fits in with Logan's co-workers um, in season seven and she's like, oh, I'm a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I just study literature and this person who's trying to connect to me feels like she can't because – or like I rather – I don't feel like I'm connecting to her because just by the nature of what she's communicating to me versus what she does, I feel like a child mm-hmm. is kind of what – that situation feels like so i wonder if that's how she would feel around jess's friends and like they could communicate i don't know why i said communicate they could communicate quite well they yeah. would talk about books and stuff and she'd be able to keep up with them i'm sure but like i don't know if she would feel younger than them just because of her where she's at in life well this would have actually been a really interesting storyline in the revival if she was feeling really lost and jess actually offered her a job at his printing press oh <gasps> Ooh. That would have been really exciting. Because he has a printing press, right? I think so. Well, I, right? I don't know. Right? I haven't seen the revival. You saw the revival much more recently than I did. Is that where he's coming no, from? No, no, no. He talks about it in season six. He does talk about he it in season six. It. Does he talk about it in the revival? I don't remember. I do not know. Um, yeah. <laughs> haven't seen that one in a minute. I only watch Winter. I find it very interesting that that could have been a storyline if he was still working in publishing or writing you know that he could have offered her a position where he was at and that would have been a really interesting dynamic to see the two of them work together to kind of get like to satisfy that craving of getting a glimpse into Jess's life and the way that he operates and what he's doing and who he is outside of Stars Hollow and his relationship with Rory Gilmore. You know what I kind of would have loved I know printing press is very different than like a newspaper but like when Ernie Roundbottom he dies is that what happens pretty Mm. sure in the revival I kind of would have liked for like a silent buyer for the Stars Hollow Gazette and it would have been Jess that bought and then he'd been like do you want to be the editor do you want to work for my printing press or whatever I don't know just like this is like all fan fictioning in my mind but I just think that would have been funny like I really like the idea of like Jess maybe giving her a job giving Mm -hmm. her a space giving her something beyond Stars Hollow Mm. and where she ends up, which is kind of boring. Yeah, Um, whether it's in Philly or in New York City, because I always find it interesting that he is in Philly because he's, I mean, it makes sense, but like he's such a New Yorker that it kind of shocks me that he ends up going somewhere else, but I think he needed to in order to like kind of step away and separate from his upbringing and how kind of traumatizing that sounded like it was um so i get it but it would have been interesting if he was in new york and yeah it was accessible to rory because she goes to new york 
a couple times to yeah to see Paris, see Paris, to interview for a job. Um, you know, there's Conde Nast. Yeah, it's a very accessible place from Connecticut, and so I'm not that Philadelphia isn't, but it's much farther away. Like from here to Philadelphia, it's at least like two and a half, three hours. So by train, so to Connecticut, it would be very, very accessible. lengthy. Um, oh, so yeah. to kind of explain that away, um, would be like explaining away the how fast Lorelai got to the hospital in boston when sherry was pregnant <laughs> like you yeah, know of course so it's um have done yeah and i mean we could have suspended our disbelief i mean rory was constantly in london in the revival yeah. so like you know but oh that would be very taylor swift come back be here you were in new york mm-hmm. today london there you go would have been great there you that's go. all i needed i do love what this listener shannon who we learned her name was shannon um talked about that just having a community mm. and it kind of would be like more brooding than stars hollow and i kind of like the idea of like the upside down version of stars hollow mm-hmm. of like emo stars hollow kind of mm. like emo reader types like that's yeah. i don't know that's very interesting to me of i know her, like finding her place there i hope that they wouldn't be as caricatures that they maybe be real people um but just something about that when she said that I was like, oh, I know. Interesting. Fun stuff. Fun <laughs> stuff. But this was an interesting perspective to share because, of course, when we think about this possibility and this prospect of Rory going to Philadelphia, we kind of, of course, because like this is the way our minds work and this is the relationship that they had for a lot of their time together, we think of it in a romantic sense. And I think there could have been some romance woven in here. However, I do think that it would have been really interesting to see Rory and Jess's friendship like it's platonic I would love that like let's see what you got Gilmore but like in a very like he's finally getting to see her like at work yeah he's seen her studying he's seen her preparing he's seen her dreaming but he's never seen her working before Mm -hmm. and I would love to see that dynamic between the two of them if he gave her feedback Mm -hmm. oh right or like I would have loved her him to read the book mm-hmm. and be like this sucks <laughs> <laughs> or just something like that or like this is good but yeah this is what you need to change mm-hmm. um i don't know just something yeah to see their work, i love it their work dynamic would have been really interesting because the only person we really get that from is logan we see the two of them work together in the newspaper um yeah but she and dean never really had that dynamic and i think that there was space for if anybody her and jess to have that kind of relationship with each other but like talking to like jess is like potential work ethic and that sort of thing yeah i would have liked to have seen how that applies here yeah his redeeming qualities that we've heard about and we can picture in our minds based on the information we've been given but we never got to see play out um yes oh my god so it would have been interesting and in season six it would have been interesting to see how that played out without lorelei but i think it would have just extended their um their separation more um which I don't know if I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like displacing that and maybe putting it in the revival. But either way, I would have loved to have just seen Rory somewhere where um, maybe that's what like got her back to herself, like Shannon was saying, that like she was like, whoa, what am I doing? Yeah. Like all these people have like direction and purpose and like almost the other way of like, I can't be at Yale at the end of season five because everyone knows what they're doing and I don't Mm -hmm. versus like going there and being like, what am I doing? I don't have any purpose. I need to go find it back at college. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Totally. So to really hit the trifecta, of course, I picked a voicemail about Logan. Um, (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know if you're going to be excited about this one. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I can't remember which episode it was, but we did kind of speak to some of Logan's flaws. This was not the one from last year. This was one we did recently. It, I think, was the Logan episode. Like, what were some of your least favorite moments of – what were some Mm. of your least favorite moments of Logan? Um, And I said nothing, (laughs) of course. (laughs) I don't remember what I said. <laughs> um, no, we were talking about kind of our least favorite Logan episode. Um, but of course, one of the things that came up was the engagement, which is something I know that like yes. we both have thoughts and feelings on. And um, this listener had thoughts and feelings on that. I'm really curious to hear what you think about this. Mm, okay. Hi, besties. Um, I'm just calling in because I was listening to your Gilmore to Consider about Logan. Um and 
specifically about how you feel about Logan asking Lorelai's permission to marry Rory. Um, I am Team Logan. I love Logan. Um, but I always said, actually, and when I got engaged, I showed my fiance that scene of Logan asking Rory to marry him, and I said, this is exactly what I don't want. Um, because he totally blindsided her, okay? Um, completely blindsided her. And I actually think that if she had, um, more time to think about it, then she probably would have said yes. I think the issue and why she said no, I mean, there was multiple, you know, reasons why she said no. But one of them, I, I really feel like it was because she was totally blindsided. She had no idea that was coming, um, coming up. And I think that if, if Logan asked Lorelai, um, I want your permission to marry your daughter, and she said, whoa, 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 okay, have you talked to Laura, have you talked to Rory about this? Um, she's such a list maker. She needs time to process these things. Let's team up and we can think of a way that you can breach the subject with Rory um, so she has time to process before you ask her the question. I think that would have, A, given, like, a really cool storyline involving Lorelai and Logan together, um, which is something you guys touched on. It would be cool if, if they both two had a storyline together. Um, and B, I really think that since Rory is such an analytical person and she really um, needs time to, like, think about things, I think that if she was given time, even just a conversation with her significant other about marriage before he just sprung the question, the outcome may have been different. That's just my two cents. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, and, again, I am Team Logan. I, I really do like him a lot. Obviously, I'm Team Logan. But I, I think that that was super, like, out of character. Seems so random and so rushed. And I really think that because those two had such, like, a good relationship, um, and obviously they had their ups and downs, but I do think they had overall good communication, um, it just doesn't really make sense that they didn't talk about it at all before he asked um, to marry her. But anyways, sorry if that made no sense. I was driving as I was talking. Um, but anyways, yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. I love a driving response. I yeah. love when you're in the car and you're like, have to talk about this right now. Yeah, we got a lot of those <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. I love this idea. You know how much I absolutely think that Lorelai should have in some way had a storyline with Logan in season seven because mm-hmm. like she has storylines with the other characters he comes with her comes to her with a letter they have their little hay bale maids moment mm-hmm. but I really feel like in the way that Lorelai kind of like tried to help um Dean in some ways and Jess in giving them advice I feel like this was the moment mm. was to be like if you want to marry my daughter like clearly you don't know her very well like I like there should have been a follow-up question. I hate that that episode ends with Lorelai. Lorelai? It's like, she's on the other end of the couch. You can see her. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I hate that so much. Um, But I just feel like Lorelai's, res- like, that next episode should have started with, like, what does Rory think about this? Yeah. Have you, like, what, have you talked to Rory? Did she tell you to ask me? God, that Rory. Like, just, like, going through it, and it's like, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Like, I feel like that's where that would have gone. We would have yeah. just... She wouldn't. She wouldn't have just been like, "All right, bye. Good to see you. Good to see you, pal. Yeah. Later. Good chat, buddy. Like, good chat, bud. What does she like, say? Because we only hear about it secondhand. What is she talking to? Who's she talking to? Suki. When she's talking to Suki. What does she I say? I don't remember exactly what she said that she told him, but right. I'm pretty sure it was like, "All right, good sir," or something along those lines. Like, yeah. I offer you my daughter, um, and six cows, or I don't sure, know. Sure, something I quippy truly, and silly. I truly goose. have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would be absolutely making it up. I can see the scene in my mind. They're walking through town. I yeah. like remember it so clearly. Yeah. Um, but because I remember her just being like, "What was I supposed to say?" Um, and every yes, time Rory I remember calls, that as well. she's like a little panicked on the edge of her seat because she thinks it's happened. Yeah. But that's so not Lorelai to be like, like. Well, here's the thing. I I do think that, and I think she speaks to this in Unto the Breach when it does happen. I think she says something to the effect of like, you know, when Rory's like, you knew and you didn't tell me. She's like, I want you to like make your own decision. I want to influence this one. Like, this is your this is your 
decision to make. It's your choice yeah. to make. Why are you de- deciding that now? Yeah, I mean, when has Lorelai ever let yeah. anybody make their own decisions on their own without her input? Well, but she did let her decide about Yale, but she showed her that Yale was the right answer. Mm-hmm. Rory didn't get to that conclusion on her own. She had to be guided into seeing that that was what she had decided. That's true. She does like to do that with Rory, I feel. Um, yeah. And I think with this, it's kind of the same. Obviously, we have to take into account the people who were behind all of this. Um, yes. Because yes, this was not our pal Amy. It was not. Um, but I don't know. I'm My biggest question for you is, do you think that the answer would have changed if she had had more time? I don't know. I think had Lorelai had some sort of involvement in it, I think that it wouldn't have... I think it would have gone differently. Mm -hmm. I don't think he would have proposed like that. Um, I don't know if Lorelai wanted her to say yes. That never really is fully revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Lorelai, if she would say no and Lorelai would be like, I went through so much effort for this Mm -hmm. for you. (laughs) Or if Mm -hmm. she would be like trying to trick Blogan up and like she doesn't want this for her. I don't know. Or like what what if he had gone to the grandparents for help? Ooh. which he he absolutely doesn't know her at that point and does not deserve to marry her because he knows that that's wrong he yeah. needed to go to her mom um it would have been interesting if he sat all three of them down at the same time Ooh, and like if if richard and emily were absolutely thrilled and lorelei's the one kind of looking around like uh, I would have loved that. <laughs> uh yeah like if it's like the same setup as like um when lorelei goes to them when rory drops out of yale if the three of them are sitting at the table for some reason and the doorbell rings Logan Huntsberger. <laughs> that would have been He's called them all there. Well, if it, maybe it's less of that. Maybe it's like Rory's not going to Friday night dinner because he knows she's not going because she has some previous engagement. He goes. He goes to talk about in her, her stead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I um the thing is is that I don't know that it would have changed the outcome. I think that what yeah. would have changed the outcome is yes, he blindsided her and and the whole nine. What changed the outcome is the fact that he out of nowhere became the kind of person who upon her saying no there were no other options she said like can't we just you know let's do long distance let's do long distance or like and it worked because you're still together exactly (laughs) you're literally standing right here but it's like let's live together with something like yeah it just felt like he he doesn't want to go backwards yeah it's like you're not going backwards you're moving forward through time you're just doing something that already worked for you correct you know i understand why from like kind of an arbitrary perspective saying no to an engagement saying i want to keep dating feels like a step backwards saying like i'm not ready to get married feels like oh i don't want to move backwards and it's like you're not really moving backwards if this person knows they're going to marry you one day but on the receiving end of that then they're like well then why don't we just get engaged now? But I I was with Rory on this one. I, it was like, I need more time. This is kind of blindsiding me. Like, where is this coming from? We just had a conversation. Yeah. We've talked about this up, down, sideways, you and me. But, like, we just had a conversation at Hey Bell Maze about, like, factoring each other in. Now you want to marry yeah. me? Like, what? Yeah. Why have you not factored in my feelings? Yeah. Only my physical self. Like, But just, I don't know that more time or more planning, I don't know that that would have changed the outcome. I think she would have felt the same way. It just seemed like it was like he asked her and then the next day she's like, nah, thank you though. And, you know, if you're kind of like your first instinct in that situation is probably the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that in that instance, like if – you think of marrying someone and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. That's probably your answer. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb if you're not like immediately like, yeah. Like if you have to like kind of be like, well, I could see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the right choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I but I think that for her, it's that she just wasn't ready and like yeah. didn't feel ready and I think that that's totally valid and I think what she said to him was like I love you I love you so much and I think that that was true she's like but I'm just not ready for this yet she was way too young in my opinion but I think that like I guess the question of like will you marry me versus like do you do you think about us getting married are two totally different Mm. like ends of that because it's like well yeah I thought about spending my life with you but like I'm not ready for that and it's like cool great 
Is it something that you think? Like, I mean, it's, it's a conversation versus like a tell me this right now and if your answer is no I'm gonna walk away and say goodbye Rory yeah so in that regard I understand where you're coming from that if he had had a conversation with Lorelai and Lorelai said look she's not gonna make this decision at least the the person that I know the daughter that I raised to my knowledge is not gonna just like snap make this decision so like you need to actually talk about this with her have you talked to her about this but in his mind if he had said like I'm obviously not gonna give away that I want to propose to her but we have talked about you know, our future together. We've talked about X, Y, Z. In his mind, he may have thought like, oh, that means that we're both ready for the same things. Crazy. Crazy little man mind. But (laughs) maybe if Lorelai had been like, have you talked to her about this? And he was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should really sit down and have a conversation. Maybe that would have put them in a better place. But I think that that would have meant that he wouldn't have proposed. So like the only two answers I have for this are like either he didn't propose or he gave her the space to say no. And neither of those things, of course, happened. But I don't think that I don't think it's a situation where, like, if he had given her more time to think about it, her answer would have changed. Yeah. His actions would have had to change. Yeah, I don't – I know that we didn't know about the revival in 2007, obviously, and they didn't know that Gilmore Girls was getting canceled, obviously. But I do think that, like, a better sort of transition between the two of them probably would have been for them to have the conversation – for him to be ready to propose, maybe propose this to Lorelai, um, and then be like, have you talked to Rory about this? And it's like, we've talked about our future. It's like, have you said the words marriage, like, that you guys are going to get married? And he's like, no. And he talks to her about it, and she's like, I'm not ready. I'm not sure, but he has the ring, and he's ready. And it kind of is like, ends on this thing of like, she's not ready for marriage. Mm. He is, they're together. And I kind of would have liked that, like, their start was that like they couldn't get on the same page so Mm. they ended their relationship versus he proposed she said no he walked away because that's too cut and dry very final yeah i kind of like the idea that it's so it makes more sense that they kind of like ended because they couldn't settle on the same thing i mean which is ultimately what happened that is what happened Um, but it was very cut and dry and it kind of left a bad taste in our mouth about logan yeah and I kind of it kind of would have been more shocking that they were together mm. and find out that they had ended things mm-hmm. and that they were broken up and that she was with Paul now and then see Logan and be like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Logan Huntsberger. Know, kind of... Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. It's kind of the exact same thing. But totally. But I think it just would have left different. a little bit. You know what? I wonder if that would have taken some heat off of Rory that like. he proposed she said no and then she went on to have an affair with him when he was engaged to somebody else baby you said no and that's something that the fandom i think like really gets down on her about it's like you literally said no to this man just to have an affair with him while he's engaged to somebody else whereas if it had been a situation well i guess the way they ended was yes she said no but she said i love you and i want to be with you and he said well it's marriage or nothing and yeah So in that regard, I also put that heat on him and have every time we've had this conversation. But I just wonder if we would have maybe had a little bit more empathy for her if it was a situation where like they just couldn't get on the same page and they've never been able to let each other go, which again is what happened. It's just the harshness of how it ended. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I'm trying to like rewrite the ending for young me who Mm. just was absolutely demolished and Crushed. crushed by that. Um that I think maybe a happier ending where they're kind of like together. Logan has this little secret. And then when we get to the revival, we realize that like they like ended things and then it didn't work out as planned. Yeah. Yeah. That she could never get to the same page that he did or that he wanted to be in. And maybe Mm -hmm. at some point he was like, if you're not going to, we're not going to do this. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that would have changed our perspective on any of this or if it's just a bit of a softer uh, blow. Yeah, it really just feels like the same thing. Yeah. I just wrote the ending very much the same. <laughs> no, I, it's a little bit different. It, it's it's less cut and dry. And I wonder if yeah. like the ambiguity of it would have us feeling yeah. more of an empathetic feeling towards him, her, both. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it kind of like begs the situation question of the situation in season six of like 
were they on a break? Were things over? Is it over now? Mm. Um, of like, maybe they were like, maybe we need to take some time and figure this out. And yeah. they took time and maybe it was a little bit too much time and they're still taking time mm-hmm. and he's engaged and they're still taking time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man. Like maybe she explains in the revival of like, yeah, we were taking some time apart seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we're still not fully apart. Yeah. Is it over now? Mm-hmm. It is actually. Well, I'd love to hear to what our I'd love to hear what our listeners think about this. I know. Especially our team Logan girlies. How you feel about this? Because I just I oh, I just would have loved a storyline between like a real storyline between Logan mm-hmm. and Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I agree. We talked about recently they just need to go get drunk together. I know, truly. And, ta- and just hash out. Pals. Yeah. Yeah. They would be so close. The hijinks that they could do at Friday night dinner, the two of them. Unmatched. Yeah. If yeah. they were teaming up, she would totally be on board with Logan. One and his thousand percent. Thievery. <laughs> I'm still like, I LOL at the fact that Brett, because <laughs> we still haven't gotten to season five, or maybe by the time this airs, we'll get to season five. Um, he thought that Logan was one of Lorelai's love interests. Anytime he's heard that name, he thinks that he's always thought that Logan was a Lorelai interest. And I was like, Kills oh, sweet. Me. Oh, sweet child. You don't even also, know. Also, sweet child, you thinking that y'all be in season five by the beginning of the year. Hey, I don't know. I can dream. <laughs> we'll see. A girl can dream. That's true. You can. But we're so happy that this is the episode we kicked off 2024 with. I just wanted there to be like, I don't know, a little boyfriend, a little boyfriendy Gilmore to consider because we got so yeah. many like kind of what if scenarios here, um, which I really loved. Yes. I love a little what if. Um, we love a what if. And I kept it on brand, on theme um, for our first episode of 2024, which of course is not our first episode of the third season of Gilmore to say. We are yeah. kind of bringing things home on season two of Gilmore to say. And we we are going to honor that with a Gilmore to consider next week about uh, kind of our greatest hits, if you yeah, will. Yeah, kind of like Gilmore to say wrapped almost. Yes, Gilmore to say wrapped. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And we'll have more to say on that in the next episode. Mm-hmm.